0: The We Think Collective podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. We Think Collective is also supported by May May Jewelry in Atwater Village. For 15% off your order, enter promo code WTC podcast. At MayMayJewelry.com That's M-A-E M-A-E Jewelry.com
1: Tim's got that perfect radio voice Maybe we should ask him to rap our intro
2: But does Tim even (laughs) rap? (laughs) Probably not (laughs) Hey Tim, you want to give it a try?
0: Sit back and relax your mind You're tuned in To a good time Unwind Maybe spark one up because these chicks are random as fuck. Conversations as, real as their asses, so listen up, men. Pull out your glasses, no topics taboo. But they ain't rude, giving that real shit without the two. Two ladies tackle the challenge of our time, exploring the gravity of the feminine mind.
1: Oh yeah, Tim! <laughs> Get them, Tim. Yeah.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the We Think Collective podcast with your hosts, Heidi Bach. And Rina May.
1: Hello, and welcome to We Think Collective. This is, if you can believe it, podcast number nine. Nine. Uh, I'm your host Tidy, and I'm joined by Rina May. Hi, everyone. My body. <laughs> it's my body. It's my
2: body over <laughs> here. So, hi everyone. Welcome. And um, you guys, guess what happened to us this week or last week? I don't know. What are you going to tell them? We did our podcast cover art
1: shoot. We did. We did a photo shoot. It was fun. I know it was this silly.
2: may sound weird. You'd be like, because I'm looking at your podcast photo shoot, <clears> but uh, these are kind of like pre recorded and we're all doing it at the same time. So it's not weird. But guess who was on set with us? Who? Mariah Carey. Shut <laughs> up. I hate you.
1: I hate you so much. Why does she just like to embarrass me on this podcast all Tim, the time? Tim, guess
2: what? So we got a fan
1: brought in to our photo shoot. <laughs> we didn't request it, the photographer did it, I swear.
2: Yeah, no. And um, Heidi had so many Mariah Carey moments.
1: When you're a diva, you're a diva. What can I say? It was really fun. Shout out to our photographer and designer, Kawhi Matthews. Kawhi! um, From Air Philosophy. She's a superstar. She was so much fun to work with. Maybe we'll get to have her on our podcast someday to talk about her
2: just badassness for sure yeah for sure um you want to know another thing that happens it's our yeah. last recording what else are you gonna tell you guys, this is kind of about me
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's see what else she rolls out ladies and gentlemen
2: this is kind of mage <laughs> um but we went from 13 wait pr- for it promised podcast subscribers to drum roll please
1: 18. That's right, Promise ladies and gentlemen. Like subscribers. 18 subscribers. Yeah. I mean, really, someone should be like coming and knocking on our door any minute now.
2: Look, I'm just <laughs> waiting for Audible to say, hey, you know what? You guys got to 18 all by yourself.
1: Wow. That's <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's so wow. It's unprecedented.
2: So much unprecedented.
1: Um, you know why I think we're we're getting to 18? It's because we're tackling some interesting topics that then tend to come up later in conversation. And then we'll be like, oh, we just talked about that on our podcast. Um, I hope you guys are having that experience with this. And if not, please tell us that we suck and tell us what you want us to talk about. But I really feel like it just keeps happening that we'll end up getting in these random conversations and then people are like... You know, We just talked about that on our podcast, and it's just kind of working out. I know. I'm Mm -hmm. so
2: excited. But are you ready
1: for today's topic? Yeah, because this one happened in sort of the exact opposite kind of way, Mm. where we just felt like we were talking about this a lot, and that there were a lot of dynamics to this particular conversation that we hadn't heard explored as much as we would like. And so we thought maybe... We should tackle this subject on our podcast in front of all of you, (laughs) Um, even though, and I want to preface all of this by saying neither of us are experts on this topic. We are humble students, and yet we do have some wisdom to share.
2: Um, So I just want to send a shout out to Heidi and my dad. If you're listening, you should just (laughs) press stop now. Yeah, Um, dad, tune out. Tune okay. out um, not We're ready episode. for you to tune out Because I did not wear underwear for this episode oh, For a reason Sorry bro. TMI Tim Dad. Sorry TMI Okay um, I thought we weren't
1: going to think about our dads As we did this podcast Because I'm already getting creeped out I need stop. to put that out of my mind Before we even say what the topic is Okay guys Let's think about something else. Let's think about beaches. Let's think about bikinis. Let's think about pineapple. Look,
2: I'm salt and pepper <laughs> over here, okay?
1: Bananas. Let's
2: talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you, you and me. Let's I don't know, talk about everything that's <laughs> missing between you and me. Oh, let's talk about ba- lot?
1: Ooh. Let's talk about sex. Yes.
2: Are <laughs> so you ready?
1: So I'm not. So Heidi's not not ready
2: ready. So we're going to talk about it in this conversation And once again Heidi and I are not sex experts But we do have a little bit of experience Um, My dad
1: thinks I'm a virgin That's why he had to tune out Yeah (laughs) Yeah
2: Does your dad still think that?
1: No, you're no,
2: no, <laughs> okay. no, my dad has not thought about that in a long time. Um, but that means nothing. So, so you know that all our other podcasts talk about like feminine leadership and how we, you know, want to communicate with the masculine energy a little bit better and mm-hmm. more. And we wanted to talk about what that looks like in the bedroom. Yeah.
1: What does feminine leadership look like in the bedroom? Mm. Hmm. 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 We're not going to disclose too much here today, but we are going to get pretty vulnerable with Mm. you guys. Part of what sparked this, the desire for this podcast was a conversation about depolarization in relationships or uh, neutrality of the tension, maybe is another way to say it.
2: So what do you mean by depolarity?
1: like, you know, in the beginning of something when you first meet someone, how there's that tension to it, Mm -hmm. there's an excitement, there's, um, you know, he's courting you or he's trying to get you, or I mean, if you're in a same-sex relationship, there's usually one who's more in pursuit of the other, but there's a, a bit more of a tension between them, right? Some People who are more sex experts than me have said that a part of where that comes from is the polarity between the masculine energy and the feminine energy. So even in a same-sex relationship, there would be some polarity in those energies, Okay. In the dynamic between the two partners. Assuming we're talking about two partners. Let's stick to two today. I can't get all the I
2: can't. I can't. Three will be another conversation. <clears throat> we'll save that for another we'll time. Because I just
1: can't okay, even deal with two. the polyamory cannon worms today. Like, okay. We're not going to go there. Okay, There's another
2: podcast for that, people. Yes. Okay. Ours. So what, <laughs> when we were talking about it, this is what I was imagining. Because you're right. In the first, let's say, six months you date someone, usually. Let's hope six months. It, well. That that there's like this, if I think about it like a rubber band, Mm -hmm. and you stretch the rubber band just enough, so there's a little tension on both sides, and it, it, it has a balance, right? But then over time, when you get depolarized, it's either the rubber band is stretched way beyond its capacity... Or one of the people is pulling and the other one is just like uh, getting etched along. Does that make sense? My my. Well, they can't see what your fingers are doing right now, but basically... The rubber band. It,
1: it loses its tension. Yes. And it doesn't snap anymore. Yes. There's no
2: snapback. No snap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just got all kind of sexual images at the thought of a snapback. I don't know why. <laughs> so weird. Um, yeah. So we were thinking about what are the... And kind of reflecting on... In our our own lives and in conversation with some other people as well about relationships we've had where that tension or that polarity kind of diffused and went away. And so we just started talking about, well, so what is women's leadership role in relationship in the bedroom? I think the reason the question came up is it because so often the stereotypical role of women and of the "Quote: Feminine energy is to be soft, to be submissive, like you know the softer sex, la la la, and like we're getting pursued and this and that. But what if your man ain't pursuing you right?
2: <laughs> I'm just saying. Exactly. So, how do you what? What do we do? What do we do about that, guys? You know what? I <clears throat> am of the celibate factor at this moment of my life, so. I don't know about you guys, but when you have like really good sex or something, and let's just say you had it last night or two nights before, that energy is still percolating inside of you.
1: Oh, I get so many more compliments. I have way more guys hit on me the next day. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, People are like, you're glowing. You I'm are, like, mm-hmm, I had some good sex yesterday. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Every t- guaranteed, if I got ravaged the night before, when I go into work, they'd be like, girl, what's going on here? And mm-hmm. everyone knows, duh, you just got that loving right so but i'm not in that space so my my radar of that is not on but i think about that because if a m- the masculine energy has that much amazing power mm. and that much beauty to it, mm-hmm. right? And if only a camera was on me at work that next day to see oh. how it was growing, <laughs> like, very Truman-like, right? <laughs> when very did Truman- you want the camera on
1: you again? <laughs> Sorry, I just like got a little.
2: But if the guy could see that and feel that emotion and knows that he, that was, he did that? that, he did that, he w- enabled you to be that cloud nine for the day. Do you not think he would want to do that to you more often? I think they do. I mean, guys tell us if we're wrong, but
1: I think guys live for that. Like they really want to do that. But here's the thing, like men are different than women. Obviously we've established this, the masculine energy may have a different thing that it's seeking. Right. And I think part of the challenge is that when men are like, boys and they're coming up and they're learning about their sexuality, they're masturbating and da 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 da. And it's kinda all about the ejaculation. Like that's the goal, kind of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas for women, of course, yes, we want to come, but like we can do it multiple times. So for us, that's not a goal. That's not an end point. Yes, it needs to happen. It should happen, guys. (laughs) You should should be making sure that that shit happens um, when you have sex or before you have sex, but sometime during the intimate moments. You should definitely be working to ensure that your woman uh, received that level of satisfaction because that's what makes her glow the next day, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not for us the goal. The goal is connecting, right? Like emotionally. Totally. We're emotionally driven. So for us if we're having a certain type of sex where the guy's goal is ejaculation whether it's for him or for me it feels kind of emptier you know absolutely it's like the times when you're when you're engaging with a man who's truly seeking to connect with you and that's his goal you feel that difference that's when you like you feel like you're floating almost like i've literally felt like i was floating <laughs> It's some next level. I wasn't on drugs. I swear. Well, I might have been high. (laughs) Let's be honest. I probably smoked
2: a little weed. But did you cry? No, not, (laughs) not that time. No,
1: (laughs) no, it wasn't. That's a different kind of energy. Okay. I have cried during sex before, though. Both in like a really good way because you know it was that good, and because it was so bad. Not bad like the sex was bad, but like the connection
2: was bad. Yeah. So, I'm gonna give a real life example of past relationships, right? Oh my God. okay. Okay, whether they're mine or my friends, you'll never know, but you probably will. Um, <laughs> but, so, in past relationship, right? So, I'm an entrepreneur. I run three businesses, I'm, I'm on it all day, and during the day I do exude a masculine energy, right? I think it's part of um, the world of business, in some ways. Mm-hmm. And when I g- come home, and you know you want to be and you want to diffuse right for me in a relationship with a man there's got to be the the give and take is when I come up and I want to be in my feminine energy that there's a space for that masculine energy to if if I'm going to let mine down and I don't know afford him the space to bring in his it's How do you communicate with your significant other in a way that if you're depolarized, how do you bring that polarity back? Like, what does the conversation need to be like? So the depolarized
1: you're saying is like, for example, you're in or your friend, (laughs) 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 you or your friend are in more (laughs) masculine energy throughout the day because you're working, you're a boss, you're whatever. You get home kind of what you're saying is what you really want is to let that go, that energy go and be able to be in your feminine. But number one, you're not sure that you entirely know how to do that. Um, and number two, you think you might need your dude's help with it. And number three, how do you tell the dude that you need your help, his help with that without being masculine and further exacerbating the depolarization problem? So much yes. Okay. Well, guys, we would love for you to tell us any ideas. You
0: have. <laughs> <No>. We need <laughs> um, answers. <laughs> I'm not a man. And
1: I'm pretty sure I've fucked this up in past relationships before from not knowing it. And in retrospect, from being with a man who didn't know his role in the situation, he didn't know how to uh, pull me back into my feminine. Um, in all fairness, I think we have shared responsibility, just like everything we talk about. There's responsibility on both sides in the situation to bring the tension back. But I think that as a fellow woman who has been in those boss roles in my day life and coming home wanting to let that go, right? I think what the man can do for me, what I would like is decisiveness. Um, I like it when he just, not, not forcing his way upon me necessarily. I'm not saying that, but just like... Maybe don't ask me what we're doing for dinner every single fucking day. Like maybe you could just have an idea, you know, and be like, hey, babe, I think uh, I want to take you to this place or let's do this. Like just make a decision. Just do it. Like, And I'm not saying this in a way like that men don't do that or that I haven't had guys who did it. I'm telling you that that's a thing I like, you -hmm. know, I don't know about you, but that feels really good. And it helps me to drop my walls right away and kind of be like, oh. I'm taking care of right now. Like I can, I can be there. And I know men probably want that feeling too. But I think what men could understand a little bit better, maybe guys, <laughs> is if you take care of her in that way, if you help your woman to get out of her head and sink back into her body and reconnect with her feminine energy, she will take care of you. Naturally Naturally That is the woman's way That's how we do It's like our inclination It's what we already naturally want to be doing for you Like that's my heart's desire I love to take care of my man And do things for my man When I'm in a good relationship And when I feel like he's taking care of me And I feel like he's treating me like a queen I'm like oh I'm ready to reciprocate Like I just want to And there's that Jill Scott song I love, the whatever, 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 whatever. I'm not a Jill Scott singer, but she thinks she's Jill Scott. (laughs) (laughs) We already determined that. No, but for real, like you'll do whatever for him if he's done that well enough. The
2: woman will naturally do it. I feel. I think that because we're talking about in the bedroom, there are a lot of other areas we have depolarized in, but in the bedroom. I think when I can be with someone where I can feel, and I don't mean this in any demeaning or, or way, but when I can feel small, when I can feel safe and when I feel I can be soft, fuck, I am an amazing (laughs) partner. Mm -hmm. I do. When I have that trust with someone like you will just allow me to be me. And by me being me, you are so turned on. You are so like, God damn, that's my woman. And in her power, fuck, that is sexy. Like we were talking about it the other day and we were saying how, wouldn't it be so dope? So let's say you had this company and you guys just won this award and whatever. And they were there and when they saw you on that stage accepting that award, they were just looking at you like, damn, that is my girl. I am going to take her home and ravage her and make her feel like the woman that she is. Like, gosh, dreams. Hashtag goals.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think um, we're going to talk about Esther Perel a bit today, probably, because, you know, we're all about expanding feminine leadership. And she's a woman who's a leader in this conversation worldwide, globally. She has a podcast herself. Um, that's pretty much probably all about sex and desire. Shout out to Esther Perel. Listen to it,
2: you guys. It's awesome. Um,
1: So why don't we do this? Let's take a little break. Okay. Um, And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about what she has to say since she's an actual expert. And then we'll go in a little bit more to like how that might apply to our experiences or other friends' experiences.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Boom. So uh,
1: let's take a little break and we'll be right back in a sec.
2: Tita May what did you want me to do again? Lily, my dream is to have a jingle sang for May Jewelry. Can you do it for me, please? Okay. If you're looking for love, then look no more. May Jewelry's got a lot in store. Your feelings are welcome, happy or sad. Come as you are, your heart will be glad. Maybe, May May, come to May May, the jewelry that loves you back. The jewelry that loves you back. Oh my God, Lily, that was perfect.
1: Visit maymayjewelry.com to find jewelry that loves you back. Enter code WTC podcast for 15% off. That's maymayjewelry.com or click the link in our show notes.
0: Hi, it's Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network and producer of the We Think Collective Podcast. You know, in just about every episode, Heidi and Rena are either quoting from or discussing one of the latest books they've read or have been inspired by. Perhaps you'd like to read or better yet, listen to these books for yourself. Well, we want to give you a free audiobook download just for listening to the We Think Collective Podcast. Simply click the link in the show notes to audibletrial.com forward slash inbound Sign up for a free 30 day membership trial and download any audiobook you want. If you decide to cancel your membership for any reason at any time, you keep the audiobook. Support the We Think Collective podcast by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. That's audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. Come inside, take
2: off your clothes, I'll make you feel at home. Do you guys know that Color Me Bad song wow. called I Want to Sex You Up? Welcome back. Can you tell people about the sweet finger rolls I was doing right now in the studio? <laughs>
1: they were not sweet. I
2: even had my eyes closed, you
1: guys. <laughs> like, she did. She was feeling it.
2: She was bringing that. So
1: welcome, welcome back. back to our
2: conversation about sex. Sex. <laughs> so let's talk about Esther Perel. Yeah. Who is She Hyde? Um,
1: A badass woman who is a social scientist and sex therapist, basically. She's traveled all over the world um, and counseled and met with all these different couples to learn about what causes desire in their relationships and what makes desire last or dissipate. Yeah, actually, just so you know, we'll have a link to her podcast in our show notes because she has a podcast on Audible. It's basically like getting free couples therapy, so I'm planning to listen to it myself I'm not coupled, but I want to be some days. I, I, I need to learn about this shit. <laughs> yes. So before the break, though, we were talking about desire and like seeing your partner kind of in their zone and how that's one of the things that can that she's found can flare up and keep desire in place, like being engaged in your passions, right? Mm-hmm. But I think one of the other things that we wanted to talk about was you were saying like even if it's not sex. Yeah. Like... If women's goal is the emotional connection, how do you change the conversation and change the language even um, with your man? Because that was one of the challenges and questions you brought up in the beginning is as women to be leaders, how do we bring this up? Yeah, right? totally. So one of them is we got to find the right conversation, the, the right kind of language to speak with them about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Do you?
2: No, because I find when you like approach men about a subject like this it's hard because part of their ego gets bruised. And it like it, never recovers. It's never, it's just like, oh, I'm not, what? It's just like, ah, it's like, but you both know it exists. You you really do. If you really, really ask your, your intuition, you know it exists. Like if something's been off in
1: the bedroom, like you both know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's not like it's a mystery to him when you bring it up. He like, knows that like, it hey, hasn't been working.
2: I can only count on one hand. The amount of times this year. Whoa. Right. How do you bring that up? How do you bring
1: that up? So I think one of the things that is advised is, one, to talk about what you do like, right? And okay. say like... Oh, you know that time when you know I came home from work and you just like grabbed me and picked me up and carried me back to the bedroom and threw my shoes off and da, da 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 and like that was just amazing. Like I've never felt that good in my life. I was glowing for days after that. Like if we just told him those kinds of things, like maybe that positive affirmation can help. Yeah, I mean that's a good place to start.
2: It, I, I get it, but, but sometimes you try that. Yeah. So um... <laughs> you have a friend. So I have another friend, <laughs> okay, so my friend was talking to me about the time she wore like this lingerie and they like legit had holes in them in areas that- Strategical holes. Strategic holes, let's call them, right? Uh-huh. And you you prepare this beautiful bed and, you know, you just look like this goddess on it and then come to bed.
1: Got candles lit. <laughs>
2: it's like what there how were, did you miss these clues how did you miss the holes like come on let's just pretend it's golf holy lingerie
1: <laughs> dudes if you come home and she's wearing something that gives you a bunch of side boob or it has a lot of holes in it or it's very silky or satiny she wants some sex tonight that was a choice if uh-huh. there's a
2: candle that was a
1: choice in the bedroom she did not choose the sweats Mm-mm. No uh Mm-mm. and if she's wearing sweats but with a a really sexy top that could still be an intentional choice maybe the sweats look good on her butt you know what i mean and, and she wanted to be like comfy and hot
2: first of all she's wearing th- lace period okay or like a thong lace. Anything see-through. Guaranteed every time, because guess who doesn't need to fucking wear lace overnight? Lace is not that comfortable. It can be. It can be, but there's lace. But that's not why we're picking to wear that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so sex is... So no guys, pay yeah. attention to what we're wearing. That is a big cue. But I think this is the thing. Sex is a modality. <sighs> okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Sex mm-hmm. is one modality that a man or a woman will use... For this type of release, Mm -hmm. some people do yoga. Some people meditate. Some Sex is not the only one, you guys. We're just using sex right now in this context, in this podcast, but there are a lot of other different ones. We just want to talk about sex because it's something that is so taboo. And how do you go from being branded in your relationship as this kind of sexual couple, right? Maybe it's this cookie cutter thing. How do you even say, hey, what if we tried something new? What are the thoughts that go into your mind when you, let's say your significant other brings that up to you? how do you talk about something possibly new you want to bring into the relationship to bring back this polarization? What would you, what would you do? How would I bring it up? Yeah. Like, how do you say, I'm not talking about, Hey, let's be polyamorous all of a sudden.
1: Yeah. I'm not into that personally. Mm. I mean, no judgment. It's just not my, my bag. Um, in this lifetime, I want a certain type of connection and, It's a one-on-one. But um, I would say I'm not really afraid of having those kinds of conversations. Um, I would probably just bring it up. Like, I've always wanted to try this. Like, you know, like I want to learn about tantric sex, you know, or tantric connection. Because tantra is not all about sex, actually, at all. It's about, like, connecting sort of soul to soul, I think. I don't
2: know. Through the breath. Okay. And the eyes. Next question. Okay. So let's say you do this Uh and you end up having an intimate time and he didn't bring it. Mm -hmm. What is the next conversation? Because let's say he leaves for work and you go to work. You're like, oh, we just spent a week in this. You know, like what happens? So you're saying what happens if my
1: friend... (laughs) Yeah, your friend <laughs> who's in a relationship brings up what she wants and you're saying he's open to go explore it but he goes to explore it and it's just wah, 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 wah.
2: Wah, wah, wah.
1: <laughs> shit. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I'm tired. Huh? Explore it
1: again. You see? And I, it, explore it again I mean. our producer says. Just go back. Yeah, I mean, I guess you'd have a conversation with him like so how did you feel about that experience like you know, what did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? And if there were things about it that he liked that I also liked, maybe we go deeper on that stuff. Maybe there's aspects of the setting that weren't right for him, but that doesn't mean he's not open to exploring some parts of it. I think we both, I think it's important that in the relationship, that both parties are committed to being coachable, to learning, to growing, to evolving, all that, and to really you know, wanting to find out what their partner's interested in. I can say that personally, I'm down to explore something if I'm in a partnership.
2: And so you're saying that if your partner, like, keeps shooting it down or just keeps giving, because... I've been in relationships b- before where if you bring this up and, and and this happens like they're not coachable. I love that you said the word coachable because mm-hmm. it's not in in that way, but that they want to explore these new things with you. I mean, dude, we're young still. We got like if I'm gonna have a a husband and someone that I'm gonna be with for the next fifty years of my life, like we can't just be having some cookie cutter. That ain't working for me. That depolarization yeah. will happen so fast now. That will probably happen in the first three months if there's nothing outside of that. Yeah. Um, and I am now at a point where I am not in a relationship, but I am gonna express this very kind of differently than I've ever had in with the person that I decide to get in a relationship with because this is really important to me. This is the one thing I share with my partner and nobody else in this world. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. I
1: think one of the big things underneath it all is, you know, we talked about it briefly at the beginning. It's one of the things Esther Estabra talks about is being in your zone of genius a little bit, like as an individual, being confident in who you are and how you're living and what you're doing with yourself is step one. And if you're that and your partner isn't or vice versa, it's probably going to get depolarized and not work out that great. You can't be carrying all of your insecurities into the space and expecting it to be sexy. Um, That doesn't mean you can't have insecurities and still be sexy. Of course you can. It's just that like, if you're really looking to build that deeper kind of emotional connection with someone, you can't be coming at them constantly with insecurities and jealousies and all these other things, right? You got to be kind of from the space of like, hey, I'm living my best life. I love who I am. I love who you are. Let's love each other together. You know love. what I mean? Um, so I think that's a really big part. In fact, there's this thing that, um, that Esther Perel said, she was talking about like why girls go for bad boys, which I think is important. Cause you know, we talked about, do guys even know that girls need this sometime? Like for example, the boss yes. lady needing to be taken every once in a while. Right. Do guys know that we need that? And if so, do they know how to do it to us? And like we were talking earlier with our producer about this, like even with guys, for example, who came from a single mom. And didn't Mm -hmm. have a man, um, a role model as a man growing up to teach them about sort of the ways of women. So, like, they turn out to be these amazing guys who've, like, their mom has taught them all the great stuff about us emotionally. And they really wanna be able to, like, they respect us and treat us right and have all the proper manners and all these things. But then, when it comes to, like, how to exert their masculine energy to help me as a woman into my feminine energy, and knowing that if he does that right, that I will stay in that feminine energy for him and will have that polarity, they may not know how to do that. And so she was talking about the bad boy thing, and it's like that girls don't necessarily like the bad quote, bad boy. It's just that he knows how to take care of himself perfectly well. So he frees her from having to feel responsible for him, for having to worry for, about him or experience his anxiety. And because he can let go in his pleasure, it frees her up in her pleasure. Mm. So it's like, if he can't get out of his head and pursue what he wants, then she can't get out of her head either. And I think we have a lot of both guys and girls that are out there in their pursuits in that masculine driving, you know, purposeful type of energy. And then when they come together, if they both have that energy still and they're still in their heads, like, Oh, it's not going to be hot. We need sort of the man's leadership in this moment to pull us into our bodies. And I think as women our accountability and responsibility is how do we take the leadership to, to give him permission And in some ways, I know we hate this word, ladies, I know we hate this word, but in some ways to submit and surrender to his masculine energy so that he has the room to be able to do that.
2: Oh, like I'm super exhaling because your dream is my dream. (laughs) Like, I'm so exhaling. I think surrender is a big word. Um, I created a piece many years ago called Surrender, and I still wear it all the time. Mm. I do because I have to remember because surrendering is hard. The ego captures you and it takes you sometimes. Yeah, And it it, it wants you to like Uh. bark back on why aren't you doing this or why doesn't it feel this way?
1: And as women, we can even get into that masculine vibe toward a man of
2: like, why weren't you making me more feminine? I know. <laughs> it's like, and we wonder uh, really why we push them away. Yeah, so I think that's totally our responsibility. Exactly. And it's also a responsibility if that you are in a relationship where the person doesn't see that and you talk about it, you you get to be seen. Yeah, You do. You get to be seen as a feminine leader in your relationship, whatever that looks like for you. It was funny. Heidi and I were talking about my friend the other day. <laughs> um, and you see it in... The way that a woman treats you, you know, let me give you some 411 here. You guys, if your woman stops making you breakfast, that's a red flag. Mm -hmm. There's something depolarized there. If a woman is starting to do these things that maybe you used to do for her, but fuck it, I'm going to get gas instead. Right? And that's the one thing you did for her that week. Something is wrong. These are cues. These are messages. And these are things where if you can learn how to develop a relationship with your significant other where you're not chopping each other's heads off and making each other wrong because the real surrender is love. Like your hearts both want to open to each other so much and be so loved but it's hard because our egos don't let us surrender. Mm. So I just think, I said, things I wish my former partners knew. Like I, I think through everything I do in my life, I want to grow as a woman, as a leader, as a friend. And um, so hopefully I will bring Rena 7.0 to the next relationship and tell the guys in her life some of these things.
1: Yeah. Agreed. I mean, I think as women, we we need to get better about speaking up for ourselves and learning the language Um through which we can do that. Men don't necessarily see these things through the same lens naturally, right? So helping them to understand the effect on us when it happens, when the sexual connection or the intimate connection, even if it's not sex, because you can connect with touch, you can connect with looking and feeling. And um, there's so many other ways that you can create intimacy. And I think this is one of the big things that I wish more men knew is like, look, guys, guys, Sometimes you're in a relationship, you can just get right down to the sex and da-da-da, I get it, you know, like, you know, sometimes it's like that. But like, foreplay is super important. Not just because like, oh, you got to warm me up. Like, there's some kind of like, yeah, you got to work for this shit. It's not like that. Not dude. at all. It, it It's not that. Like, honestly, this might be TMI, but my friend can like get off so easily. Like, we don't need to be warmed up. It's not about that physically. It's an emotional thing. So foreplay needs to be about establishing that emotional connection. That's where we want a man's or the masculine forcefulness. I am sure that even in lesbian relationships, the one of the partners loves it when the other one is more forceful. The, and I'm not saying rape. I'm not saying any of that. So Get out of your fucking sensitive pants for a second and let's just talk about, really talk about sex, right? Admit it. You want someone to just know what to do. It's not about the penetration sexually. It's about the penetration emotionally. Mm. And you can do that in your foreplay moments. You can do that with the words you whisper in her ear while you're kind of also blowing into it. You can bite on the neck a little when you're kissing it. You can grab and squeeze a little bit when you're touching her breast. Like you don't have to just give a teeny tiny little soft peck everywhere like... Like, suck a little, like, go in, guys. Like, we want that. When you do that, that's when we get chicken skin all over our body. That's when we get connected to our feminine energy and we become receptive and ready to receive from you. If you do that for me, my instinctual response will be to do those things Rena was talking about to make you the breakfast, to Make you soup all day long. Like, these things come out of us naturally. But what you need to understand is if you guys aren't doing that part, the woman can't pull you back in. We can't do all the nice things for you and get the sexual polarity back. It won't work. Mm -hmm. We literally don't have that power because you guys will be turned off by it. The men will literally... You've been in that before. I don't know. I have. totally Where, like, the sexual polarity was gone as a feminine, I, I had the emotional and the love as the center, important thing of my life. And I was willing to do whatever it took to try to bring that back. And when you get rejected in those areas, when you don't feel like he's putting in that, when he's not putting that in, you start swinging over into the masculine mode and you start shutting down. You stop doing those nice things for him, da, da, da. And it's just the only way that you can get her back. And it, and it is so possible, I feel. Totally. It's so possible. I just don't know the way for women to do it back with you guys because you guys are so purpose driven. You'll just move on to whatever girl makes you feel that you make the best decisions. And that's the one that doesn't know that you suck in bed yet.
2: You know, I think that men. <laughs> oh, pen dropped over here. Pen drop. Pen drop. I think for real, like <laughs> many to it. get over the fact that if you can make your girl come like that is an end all be all. Fuck that shit. I, have a I mean, silhouette if you're an asshole, too.
1: like you're an asshole, but
2: yeah, like they'll probably stay with you longer. No, so I'm reading this new book and I'm sure you guys will hear it on uh, on future podcasts. But one of the things they were talking about was about a clitoral orgasm mm-hmm. and how they were saying like a clitoral orgasm is not reaching her highest spirit. Like she can no. do that so easily with a finger, with a vibrator, by just herself. as good as you by herself in five minutes. Mm-hmm. But or less. But penetrating you, like Heidi said, in that emotional connected way that when you actually slip in the thingy-my-bobby in there, like she's coming from a place of love. Like, God damn it. This man is here. He's taking care of me. I feel good. I feel safe. I just surrendered my entire body for you to have and hold. Mm -hmm. Fuck, that's powerful, man. That's really, really powerful.
1: So what I'm getting out of this conversation is that one of the ways we as women can communicate with our man better about it is to actually communicate it from that angle of like, you have no idea the power you have over me and the things that you can do to me and and the effect that it can have on me for days afterward. When you do X, Y, and Z to me, honey, like I don't stop thinking about it for three days. We need to maybe reframe it and go at it yes, that approach. Get that
2: vulnerability back, ladies, and don't be afraid to
1: to speak up. Yeah, I think sometimes we're like we're over here and we're like he's just not doing it, and done. it's like, well, have you told him that? Have yeah, you told change him the conversation. Like, and if you tell him what you want from an angle of like you're not doing it how I like it. Oh man, you you might as well just kiss that relationship goodbye because yeah. his ego is never going to recover from that. And He's immediately going to find the attention of a woman who thinks he does everything right. Perfect. Um, So on that note, I think one of the big takeaways for me of this whole conversation about sex more so than anything else is how important it is for me to choose a man whose choices and leadership I really actually trust and admire because that's the hardest part of this whole surrender thing. A lot of these guys, they're not worthy of being surrendered to. Mm. I'm just keeping it real. They're out there. There's some good ones out there that are worthy, but we got to be careful how we choose ladies. And if you surrender sexually to him before you've determined that he's worthy of being surrendered to emotionally, you kind of just fucked yourself. So I don't know. I don't know if that's how we want to end it, but
2: she got her bag, doggy bag to go. Everyone, you know what I'm saying? Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Look, here's, here's the deal. We're just asking
1: questions right now. We got a lot to learn. We want to hear what you guys think. I'm sure a lot of you um, listening know a lot more than we do. (laughs) Um, And here's our promise to you. We kind of just opened this can of worms. We know it's a complex issue. um, But this exploration, um, the balance between masculine and feminine energies, the economy is the health of the household. And that includes what happens at home. And so that's why we wanted to talk about this. And we will talk about it again. And what we would love is to do it with a guest who's actually an expert um, so that next time we can have more answers and not as many questions.
2: <laughs> um so yeah, Esther Perel, if you're out there and you want to be on our next podcast. We'd love to have you. Holla.
1: Uh she does have her own pad- podcast, as we mentioned. So we'll be listening to that in the meantime. But if you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions, or uh, people that you wish we could bring in next season for our part two. Sex conversation, mm-hmm. please do tell. In the meantime, you can find us in the same place as always at We Think Collective on
2: Instagram or wethinkcollective.com. Love ya. Bye.